Welcome to the All Bets Are Final podcast, a podcast where three guys give you unsolicited sports opinions and unqualified betting advice. Here's your hosts, Josh Long, Dylan Holt, and Ben Kozab. Welcome, everybody, to the All Bets Are Final podcast, and we are, we always talk about how we are an international show, Ben, and I just kind of want to start this off before we get in deep here. We're just going to list off all the countries that we are, our beautiful listeners are listening to us around the world, the United States, Germany, China, United Kingdom, Brazil, Canada, France, Indonesia, Japan, Sweden, Virgin Islands of the United States, no longer a virgin for us, giggity, Singapore, Russian Federation, and New Zealand. Thank you for listening worldwide. We love you. And you know what? Let's get to that holiday season. College football is winding up with the playoffs and the bowl games, and Santa Claus is going to fit his fat ass down to your chimney, deliver to everything that you wanted. But first, we're going to start off with what's in our mouths tonight. Tonight, I'm sipping on a nice Coca-Cola classic uh with some ice and ben what are you doing so i've got uh for my international listeners i have some of the finest finest original spice rum uh it's made with real madagascar vanilla wow did you, did you know that well we're not um, in madagascar yet the problem is, is that it's finished and bottled in the United States, mm. but it's a rum, which we know is a Caribbean or Caribbean favorite. It's Caribbean or Caribbean. I think it's Caribbean, isn't it? I don't know. I I say it either way, like Caribbean or Caribbean. Like if I refer to the tomato, pirates tomato. of the Caribbean, that's how I say Caribbean. Oh, there you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not pirates of the Caribbean it's pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyways, probably tomato, tomato. Anyways, it's out of New York. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Captain Morgan. You know, it's real amazing rum. You should try it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what I, it is accompanied with some Diet Coke, if that makes you feel better. I can't drink Captain. Well, A, I don't drink heavy soda anymore. Okay. But even like the Coke Zero, and you know, I just bought well, Coke Zero is is too sweet with it. I can't believe that I used to drink heavy soda with this, and I used mm. to put peach schnapps in it. KJ and I, that was our that was when we lived together. <laughs> that was your drink. That was a drink, and we had these tall glasses, and they were clear. Mm. It was like um, it's hard to describe, but it looked like one of those like uh uh novelty glasses you get if you get went to like the ball game or something or the fair but there's these thick plastic cups and they like like kind of hourglass up and you would pull i would always pour i put the ice in i'd pour the rum i'd pour the peach schnapps and then i'd pour the coke mm-hmm. and literally unless you stirred it it would layer they would be separated in layers so it was like different colors looking in the glass which was kind of cool nice but uh I bought those, I think, at Target. They were on clearance for like a quarter a piece. Um, and then I put them in 
I put him in, uh, we sold him at a garage sale. Uh, the Pipers were having a garage sale, so I unloaded a bunch of shit. Retired those cups. KJ showed up at the garage sale and bought them. He said, we're not getting rid of these that easy. No, no, and I'm pretty sure he still has them to this day, <laughs> which is fucking epic. But Did you um, turn a profit on that? Did you sell for 50 cents of a uh, glass, or what did you do? I, I don't know what the Piper sold them, to, sold them for. Um, probably like a buck, you know, they, they, they might not, they, even, they may not even yeah. charged him for him. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? That was a long time ago, man. Time flies, really man. Time. It's already, it's already the end of the year. Pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty wild. We're, we're getting close. We're like 11 days to Christmas or somebody said on one of my yeah. work calls today. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. I haven't done any fucking shit. Ben. I know, I know. Listen, Amazon's got two-day delivery. Well, to be honest, I have done shopping. I bought my my father an ice shanty uh, for Christmas. Uh, we got mm-hmm. my mom her um, uh, chair. Uh, she's got uh, she really wanted a new patio furniture cushions for her outdoor patio set, so we did that. Um, my uh, I know they don't listen to the podcast, so we're good there. Um, until now uh my sister when the, my sister was in town for thanksgiving we agree she didn't want to do gifts she's like why are you gonna buy me something that i could buy myself and i gotta tell you what i want and you're gonna buy it for me it's kind of obnoxious let's just skip that and just worry about the kids so mm-hmm. that's fair um got an idea what i'm gonna buy my nephew i just gotta order it and send it um betsy i have some ideas but I'm trying to excuse me. I'm trying to keep it within uh, price range, so yeah, I need to go shopping without her to go look at these things because they're not that good online in terms of specials. Like I might as well just buy them in the store, and at least that way I can control how they arrive and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta get my daughter. We we have a ton of stuff in the cart on Amazon for my daughter. It's just we just have to push go. Proceed but to check a, out. Well, there's a couple things like they're like they're like oh, that's nice, but let me see if I can find a different version of that. You know what I mean? Uh, something that might be a little better. Um, so we're, we're still kind of looking, but it looks like re- I'm keeping them in the cards, so we can just hit them when we're ready. Um, you know, extended family stuff. There's a couple things. My aunt's moving into her new apartment this week, so we're gonna buy her stuff for the apartment uh, that she needs or wants. Mm-hmm. Just shit like that. I just have to go do it. So it looks like this weekend's gonna be gonna be pretty busy um with helping my aunt move and uh and I need to do some shopping. I'm supposed to be cooking ribs on on Sunday, you know. So nice. things like that. Nice. Uh I think I I think we got everything situated as far as shopping for the wife and the family and like my parents that the sister and I don't do gifts. Yeah, uh, for each other. So we kind of just focus on the fan, on like the parents and stuff. And um, yeah, so I think I'm all set. There might be one or two more things I might pick up that are like gift gift certificates for the wife. And uh, I think I'm all set. But um, you know, I think we're in our playoff in our in our fantasy league. Correct. We are playoffs uh, start this week. 
Um, right now, there's six. So our league, if you don't remember, <laughs> um, only the top six teams go. And this is the first time ever in the history of this league that you, Dylan, and I all made the top six. Um, nice. Uh, Dylan Haig finished first overall. Our Dylan, Dylan Holt, came in at fourth. Uh, he is playing. So first and second get a bye. Four, five and four play each other. Six and three play each other. Um, sorry, my wife brings me my allergy pill. This is forty. Um, <laughs> this is what I have to look they, forward to. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I don't take my allergy pill, then I snore extremely bad because I get severely congested. Um, oh, okay, I'm not. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm not well adjusted to a lot of like. It was fucking weed pollen the other day, like weed pollens. Now it's not like weed, weed, you know, marijuana pollens, but like, okay, it's fucking cold. There should be no weed in the in, growing. Like, what the hell? Correct. And it's just a variety of different things. But there was a high sensitivity to it, and I was all messed up the other day. Yep. So he's so <laughs> so back to the the point here. Uh, yeah, that was me taking my uh, my allergy pill. Um. So Dylan's facing John Salami. John was last year's winner, if I remember correctly. Um, you are facing Dylan's wife. Um, I secured the number two spot, so I got the buy. Uh, but the winner of you and Dylan's wife have to play me. Right now, she's got a 5.1 to 0 lead over you. But I think that's also because you have nobody playing tonight. No, I don't have it. I don't think I have it. Yeah, I don't think I have it. And she has Devonta Adams. Great. That's fantastic. Well, great. Granted, he's projected 17.1. He's only scored 5.1 so far. So he's got a little bit of a groundwork to catch up. But it looks like from the looks of it, you know, they might be a very run-focus heavy team here in the second half because uh, uh, I'm hoping it's look- so. It's looking like um, my hopes in the playoffs went to shit because Herbert's out and Keenan Allen's out. And they were my best two players. Well, I can't say that, but they were probably two of my better players. Probably the reason why I came in second place. Um, And now my quarterback room looks like Easton Stick, which is uh, he's got .36 uh points so far i think so he's going to be not going forward for me and i've got nick mullins um qb position hey what would like hypothetically if i one of our uh players in our fantasy team would happen to drop a quarterback and be like hey you know if i got half of the winnings if you win type of scenario it would probably be unethical, however. Well, yeah, I mean, we're unqualified um, to begin with, too. Well, yeah, and, and it, would this quarterback be, is said quarterback be Trevor Lawrence? I mean, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, because the trade deadline. I was going to say, well, I can send you a trade, but I forgot the trade deadline passed weeks ago. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it, that would be a tough go. But, you know, there's a couple scrappy players sitting there. I'm looking at the free agent list right now. Um, I love how when I click on it, the first two quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, both on IR, both my quarterbacks this year. Mm. 
How mm-hmm. awesome is that? Now I didn't have Herbert in this league. I had, or uh, I mean, I had Herbert in this league. I didn't have Burrow in this league. I had Burrow in the uh, in the league that I commissioned, mm-hmm. and uh, that league, um, I just got knocked out of the playoffs last week. So here we go. Thankfully, Betsy's still in it. CFO Betsy's got a good team, and she's uh she's pushing forward. She that DeAndre Hopkins. Did you see that game last week? That Miami. Uh, yeah, on Monday night, the Miami uh, Tennessee game. Yeah, did you see that catch that he had? I uh, I think I watched. Did it happen in the second half? Because I switched I think games so. at halftime. It had so. It's not if you were if you were a Tennessee fan, the second half was definitely the better half. But he's going back like the OBJ catch, right, with the mm-hmm. hand extended back. But then he catches the ball like with his other leg coming up underneath his leg and goes to the ground with his hand between his legs and the ball and it just secures us somehow um you know it's it was pretty wild i was just popping i popped for it it was great um but because of deandre hopkins is amazing 27 points in the second half um um bets cfo betsy won by three points she was she shouldn't have won that game she tyreek hill got hurt and because right. he got hurt like it was it was bad, but because Miami stunk and Tua didn't have a good game, she was going against Tua, but had Hill. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it was the whole thing, but she ended up pulling it out. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the, the waiver wire here, and um, I see players like uh, Derek Carr. I see players like Darnell Minshew and Bryce Young and Zach Wilson and Taylor Heineke. And, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing, right? They got the backup in. Yeah, they had the backup in. Yep. Um. So you know, I can go get Bailey Zappi. He did good last this past week. So there's plenty of opportunity out there for me to find something. I'm just gonna need that. Uh, I'm in now a position to where I need my other players to perform ex- exceptionally well down the stretch here because I am not banking on getting 30 points a week out of my quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but I think I, you know, the team when they perform, they're good. I mean, I got AJ Brown. Well, Keenan Allen's hurt now, so that's another stick in the spokes. Um, but Cortland Sutton, he doesn't get a ton of yard. He's like a solid 16 points a week. So your former boy, for whatever reason, loves Cortland Sutton. And I love that he loves Cortland Sutton for touchdowns. He might get only like three passes or three catches a game for like 30 yards. He always gets a touchdown in there. And um, so, you know, he's he's been a solid like 15 points a week, 16 points a week, and he's been a great flex player uh, because he's consistent. Now that Brian Robinson Jr. is supposed to be coming back this week, um, you know, as, as Isaiah Pacheco's out and I got uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the bench, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been playing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry's been getting touchdowns. Not a lot of yardage. So... What's up with Derrick Henry? Is it the front line? Is it the play calling? Is it the old age and the miles on the tires? Is it all the above? But like, I'm gonna he's you know I'm gonna say it's all the above, but also the wear and tear on his body. I mean, how many times did they hand it off to him in over the years? Like thirty times a game. Not to mention the the couple times he'll catch a pass or two out of the out of the backfield, but he's taking a lot of bruising. A lot of hits yeah. um, <clears throat> on that body. And, you know, it's not like he's not like, you know, some 5'10", 5'11". I mean, guy's like 6'3". 
Derrick Henry's a big boy. He's a big boy. And, and I don't blame him. Like, he's been to bell cow for them for forever. And I, I wonder how I would feel if I got 30 touches a game and everyone's key on you stacking seven or eight in the box to just try to stop you. Ugh. Speaking about being in the box and trying to get stopped, so Raiders just punted. The Chargers yeah. fumbled the <laughs> Yeah. And the, and the Raiders get it back. Like, why are the Raiders so good at the end of the season when their season is done? Um, well, well, they got is nothing season, to lose, is it, right? Is it, yeah, you can't hold anything back. That's um, right. I mean, is their season done, though? They were pretty bad. Are they mathematically so, eliminated? Uh, well, I think there's only two teams that are mathematically eliminated, and that's the Panthers the, and Bears. The Panthers, right? no, Panthers and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. The Bears right. have been kind of on a little bit of a comeback here. Um, yeah, the Patriots are, are eliminated because they're only 3 and 10. They just got their third win this past week. The Panthers have only lost one. The 49ers have clinched the playoffs. And with a win this week, I think they clinched the division. Not that Seattle or LA are going to go on a, you know, five game winning streak, four game winning streak here, but um, it could happen. It's possible. But uh, who are we talking about? We're talking about Raiders. The Raiders are five and eight. That division, so they probably don't have a shot to make the playoffs on a wild card, do they? Uh, so the seventh team is seven and six. So they're two games out um, from that spot. I mean, they're going to need some teams to lose, and uh, it's they've got a little bit of a road ahead of them. The Chargers are also five and eight. So the winner of this matchup tonight. Um, it's going to move to six and eight and be one or well, it's like really one and a half games out of that next spot. But they also have the Bills, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Texans, the Colts, the Steelers, all at seven and six. As I so, say, like they're they're thirteenth. Yeah, it's the, kind of toss. It's kind of a toss up, but it's because the, the everything's so close in that division or in that conference. Um, but they're only three games out of the first place team in their division. Now, I would bet my entire year's salary and my entire wife's salary that they're not going to win the division. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Chiefs just need to win one more game to make sure that doesn't happen, or they need to lose one more game to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, that's they a lot. The Patriots, that, you know. too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, it's it's an interesting ordeal, but um, oh god, Raiders just scored again. Oh, I would imagine so. Um, who we got? J- uh, Jacoby Myers. Wow, he's throwing no. it to everybody but Devonta Adams. Michael Mayer just scored. Uh, Tight end. Michael Mayer. Yeah. La- latest touchdowns. The latest touchdown. Yep. I see Econo pass deep right to Jacoby Myers for 22 yards and a touchdown. That was the previous drive or the previous touchdown. Oh, then it hasn't it hasn't updated on my end yet. It's 28 to... Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Michael Mayer, 11-yard touchdown. Um, O'Connell, what is O'Connell looking like right now? He's got 
So this is the first half, right? This is nine minutes and 15 seconds to go in the second he's quarter. It's 29 for 17. So he's just over 50% on his completion percentage, but he's got three touchdowns. And Zamir White has a rushing touchdown. Is Josh Jacobs done? I think he's not playing today. Interesting. He's out, so it's going to be uh, Zamir White and Abdullah. Yeah. What a bummer on his his departure here. Anyways, um, so there's that. Hmm. But, yeah, I know the initial conversation piece was talking about our fantasy league. But, yeah, so we there's there's hope. One of us will take home the title. Amongst the podcast league, we got a 50% chance. Um. There is uh, a 33.333% chance that one, you or I will make the Super Bowl, which is great. Mm-hmm. Those are good odds. Better than most. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that uh, was interesting, are you curious, you want to you take a look at how we did last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's our – so we um, – we haven't done it in a couple weeks, but we normally will – Go through the slate of games, so the NFL, and we'll pick uh, what we're taking as far as, uh, you know, over-unders or points or overall win. And um, Ben writes it down, keeps a tally, and then we have bragging rights for the week. So how did we look? So um, I'm going to run down these games, and uh, I'm going to go in order on ESPN. So we we record Thursdays typically because that's how our schedules work. So the Patriots and Steelers are always out of the – we're not going to talk about them, although I would have never picked the Patriots to win that game. I would never pick the Patriots Here, here we are. Uh, Lions versus the Bears. So yeah. this was an interesting one because you and I were like, oh, we, let's double up on this game. We both took Detroit at negative three, and then we both took the over at 43 and a half, and we were wrong on both accords. Both. I don't think anybody was anticipating uh, the Bears to come out like they did. Justin Fields, uh, that game, Josh, you know, I'm sure – I don't know if you watched it. It was a tough game to watch. The Lions have been doing this thing, and the Red Wings have been doing the same thing to where they're like – they don't like to jump out to the early lead. They like to give up an early early lead, and then they have to play from behind. But we've seen the Lions regroup, you know – in the NFL, it's really intriguing to me to see how well teams perform on their opening drive because they're, you know, it's the first time the defense has seen them live and in person. Sure, you can watch all the tape in your in the world. Yeah. You can prepare and talk about it all week, but until you see it live and in person, it's probably a whole different thing. And I would be hard pressed to believe that somebody would say otherwise, right? Especially if they played in the NFL. But the Bears didn't just start out in early lead. They just, like, they took over the game. They jumped out to 10 points in the first half. The Lions took the lead at the end of the second and then didn't see the end zone or the field goal then. Now, part of that, you could say, okay, Dan Campbell maybe rolled the dice a little too much. But even at the, like, the say we took the field goals on those fourth downs he went through, we would never gotten close to that 28 points. So uh, we would have gotten the over had he done those, but we didn't. Uh, he, the over was 43 and a half. We ended up with 41, um, real time score. So we lost on both accords in that one. So that was, that was ugly. 
Hopefully they can rebound. The Bears are obviously a little bit more scrappy, but the Bears have always, Justin Fields always gives Detroit a hard time. It's just a matter of our offense scoring enough to, right. to be relevant. And this wasn't the case this week. I uh, Jamari, I went under the bad. impression, like, you know, I, I was I was thinking, it's like, there's no way that the Lions are going to let the Bears do what they did the last time they met. And I was thinking, I was thinking that they were going to come out, come out swinging, and I, and you know, and I was thinking about the previous week with the the Lions and the Saints game where they were like it was like twenty eight to nothing in the first quarter in yeah. that game, and I was like, man, I mean, they could put up points, so and they can make stops when they need to. And I was like, man, it does sound good to do the over, and it does sound good to do the take the minus the three points too. Yeah, but oh well. But here we are. So maybe we'll make up a forward on the next one. So the next one uh, was the Saints versus or the Panthers visiting the Saints. And let me find that on our sheet here. So um, we both took the Saints at, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Yes, we both took the Saints at, um, at uh, plus five or uh, minus five and a half. So nailed it. Yep. That was a nail. Um, so we're good there. Uh, that game 28 to 6. Derek Carr overcomes recent injuries. Everybody looked pretty good. Um, it was a good a good division win. Uh, the next one was another division game, Buccaneers visiting the Falcons. Um you and I both. I'm sorry, I took um Who's the favorites there? The Buccaneers? Yes, I the thought, Buccaneers were. Or was it Atlanta? Favorite? I thought it was Atlanta. Are you sure? I don't know. Probably not. Um, I think Tampa Bay was favored. Uh, or no, Atlanta was favored. Buccaneers were plus two and a half. Um, I took the plus two and a half. Yep. They covered. You took Tampa Bay money line. Obviously, that's a win too. So. Both mm-hmm. looking good there. Um, on to the Colts visiting the Bengals. Um, I took the over. You took the Bengals money line. The over was 43 and a half, which the total the total score was 48. So we got a win there. Mm-hmm. You took Bengals money line. That's a win there. Um, if we go to the Jags and the Browns. Uh, we both took the over at uh, 32 and a half. Nailed it. And crushed it. So that's great. Um, Texans versus the Jets. Um, ben took the Texans at negative three and a half. That's an ouch. You took the over at 33 and a half, and you won. So nice job, Josh. Good job, Josh. Um, the Rams and the Ravens, we both took the over at 40 and a half, and they smoked that. Um, we could have, that would have been, I wouldn't have expected them to do like more than that. Mm. But that's one of those ones, like if you were smart enough to do the, do the, the different over, you know, how you can, the alternate overs, the yeah. alternate over, overs, you probably would have made a lot of money on that one because. Uh, they ended up doing 68 points. Overtime, baby. Almost double. What, like, 
like one and a half times the amount that they were allotted. So that's good. Uh, next is Vikings versus Raiders for the absolute dog shit. Soccer this score. Is where, this is where it gets hilarious. So this is where it gets hilarious. You took Minnesota at negative three. Did I cover? You, no. Oh they won, no! They won three to zero. Oh no! Technically, you did cover. You do cover at three, right? They minus three, right? Yeah. So they tied. They I zero. pushed. Them. It was a tie. It's a push. Um, but I had the over at thirty-three and a half, and that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that. Oh wait, hold on a second. No, this is this is. I both you and I pushed on the negative three, but I also took the over there, forty oh. and a half, and lost. So. There's that. That was the uh, that was the lowest scoring uh, <laughs> game of the season, and I took the over at forty and a half. Wow! Wow! Three fucking points. Did you watch any of that game? That was mm. such a bad game. It was so atrocious. I but, did not because I think I uh, had uh, I had Cleveland, Jacksonville on one, and I had Chicago and Detroit on the other TV. Well, in Madison, Madison's uh, my running back in two leagues, and he got hurt. In that yep. game he's so out this awesome. uh he's out this saturday too thankfully i have tyson chandler in the in the leagues that i don't have that i have madison hurt in so i have a backup if needed although he wasn't starting in either of my two other leagues i've been starting jerome jerome uh ford for uh cleveland yeah cleveland yep. uh he gets a couple of receptions but he usually gets a touchdown every game you know he doesn't get he's not like ten thousand yard player or anything like that mm-hmm. but he gets a td and he he gets me enough points uh normally not always but normally Next one is your game of the week, the Seahawks visiting the 49ers. Um, and that game, you and I both took the over at 46 and a half. We did not cover. Mm. 44 was the point differential. Um, you know, if Seahawks would have converted one of those two touchdown opportunities they had, uh, we would have been there, but we weren't. Uh, on to the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I do want to talk about this game after yeah. I go over this because this is a very uh, interesting interesting scenario. So uh, I took Buffalo at plus one and a half. Good decision. It was a good decision. Um, you took the over at 48 and a half, which was a bad decision. Bad decision. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, this game. This this these two teams have been kind of a rivalry. The story is great because we know that Patrick and Josh Allen are great for it's like a to me, it's like the modern day Tom Brady, uh Peyton Manning. Right? Oh, I like that comparison. You know, and, and I use this comparison because and I so if you listen to Tom Brady talk, Tom Brady talked about how he, you know, in today's game, everybody seems to be friends, like the amongst the quarterbacks, at least in that comparison. You know, you go and see like Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are actually really good friends. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a good, good friend of uh, Patrick Mahomes and some of these other guys. And like all these quarterbacks are, are kind of in the in the their own little circle where Tom said in early in his career, especially he goes. He's like, you know, these guys are having dinners with each other. They're opposite teams and blah, 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 and all this stuff like this. Like, when I played, like, I had to mentally prepare myself to the fact that, like, these guys might be really great people, but I, these are my enemies. 
And he's like, Peyton Manning was the one I had the maybe the closest relationship to. I had di- I've only had dinner with Peyton Manning like two times in my entire life. Like, I don't like I respect the hell out of him. He was my guy. You know, he was my idol coming into the league. He was the player I wanted to, to be. And he ended up being one of my better rivals because to get to the Super Bowls, I had to go through Peyton Manning. And it was like, a, that's a thing. Like the Indy, yeah. Indian Patriots, and Tom definitely has the better record, you know, out of those two matchups. Um, but they definitely, all roads kind of went through each other. And in Buffalo and Kansas City are very much the same way. Um, this Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes tale, twist, everything like that is unbelievable because we got so many different like crazy outcomes to these games that they played. This particular game, the outcome was decided on a failed uh failed points conversion by the Chiefs. Now, now, now there was some like not as blatant of a pass interference as that mm-hmm. playoff game with the Saints. And the Rams, but there was a very missed, blatant pass interference call that would have given the Chiefs like practically a goal line stance, and um, it wasn't called. Then, a couple plays later, we get the infamous offside call. Yeah, where uh, Darius Tony lined up. Clearly offsides, by the way. Clearly offsides. New, yeah, like like very off. much offsides to where it, there's no, like, you know, sometimes they get these, you know, people will show these pictures online, the angles, and they're like, oh, my God, there's no way this person did it. Or, yes, this person got it, and he didn't get mm-hmm. it. Like, type of thing. It's like, eh. You know, and then you look at it, it's like, well, you bent it, and the whole thing's been altered or whatever the case. Or, you know, I, and, anyway. This was very much offsides. Like the dude might as well been lining up in the secondary. He was so far forward. the The argument is, you know, Patrick Mahomes was lighting into the refs, had to be like restrained on the sideline, and then even in the presser, he criticized them. Now I'm sure there's a lot of pieces to unpack here with this. Like, so maybe we'll start at the top because I would love to hear about. Um, but let's start with the actual play. The play, Patrick Mahomes hits a wide-open Travis Kelsey, and right before he gets tackled, he does the infamous lateral, which he talks about on his podcast, mm-hmm. um, how Andy Reid like, loves it secretly but doesn't like exploit it in front of the team type of thing because he's like, we'll set up plays for you to do that, but like, if you ever fuck it up, like we're, we're going to pull the rug out from underneath you. And thankfully, like things have been weird, but whatever but it's uh, it worked he pitched it to Darius Tony Tony had streamlined to the end zone takes it in for the touchdown and there's a flag instantly I thought it was a hold I was like oh it's holding it's coming back but when they said offsides it's like wait what mm-hmm. now I've seen this a couple times before in the last couple of years this has popped up um a few times so for you listeners out there if you're not familiar with this, so what happens is there's a you know the, there's two wide receivers that are usually on the ball, right? If you got let's say there's four, two on each side or whatever, there's usually two on the ball, one on either side. The other ones are offset. Am I correct on that, Josh? Yeah, you have to have seven on the line of scrimmage. Right there, you go. 
seven on the line. Sometimes that engages <clears> two. Uh, Travis Kelsey oftentimes lines up off the the line, but sometimes yeah, because he but, can't be know. covered up by right. a receiver, or else it's right. illegal formation. Right. So, typically, what will happen is the the wide receiver will get set, and then I'll check with the line judge, say, "Am I good?" And the line judge confirms. And and the reason for that is because they're trying to keep pace a game, right? The ref they can institute a rule to where the ref says. They can tell the refs, no, you cannot acknowledge the wide receivers. They have to know their formation mm-hmm. and they know how to look. They could go that route if they ever wanted to, but they do this because pace of play, you know, how often do you ever see an offsides call on the offense and to let the whole play go? Yeah. So now that's the thing is like normally don't they blow the whistle dead, right? Because uh, it's weird, right? Because they'll do that sometimes with defensive offsides. But if like if the ball snaps, sometimes they let the play go, and that's kind of where some of these quarterbacks have made, you know, those contracts is when they get the guys off sides and take that shot. Aaron Rodgers right. comes to mind as one of the more oh my gosh, ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's probably the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, or at and, least um, one of the greatest. So I don't know. I think that's a discretionary call up to the official if they're going to blow it dead or not. I don't know, know if it has to be like the person has to be touched. If the person's touched and the then it's blown dead or not. I'm not sure. That's one of those weird calls because it doesn't work in the defense's favor. Like, you know, we know if there's a defense offside, they get the free play. It mostly but, works on the offensive but, favor. But though. let's say the offense is offside. Let's say this turned in, this was a turnover. Kelsey mm-hmm. goes to pitch the ball backwards and it gets recovered by the defense. They could decline the penalty, right? And then keep possession of the ball. Yeah. I you so know, it, maybe that's favor. Maybe, of maybe that's not, why they let it go. Yeah, like I and I like that for fumbles or potential fumbles, right? Right. Because you 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 don't want the whistle to be the determining factor of whether you know this doesn't happen or not. That can be sorted out in the replay, right? So that's I right. like it when they they continue the play and allow it to go on. I I appreciate that. You know, and I'm good with that too. I just uh, like you don't see this very often, so I'm always like curious and like I know the rules, but I don't know the rules extensively. Like with a magnifying glass, there's certain a lot of probably little particulars that I don't really know or care about, and the average fan doesn't know or care about either. Um, even the most marks NFL marks probably don't even know the full rule rule book inside and out. Right. But um, it's an inter- yeah, it's an interesting scenario. So they call it back offsides, right? Patrick Mahomes is pissed. Now, in the presser, this is where I'm going to rip into. I want to move to that portion of it. You know, circumvent. Okay, so the bill they end up not converting, not getting the touchdown, and time expire. Or you know, the Bills end up going to win. Right, fine. Um, in the during the press conference, so on the sideline prior to the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes is motherfucking these refs up and down. And uh, I thought he was going up the after the offense. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yes, I yes. thought it was a coach at first. I was like, yeah. "Man, is he pissed at that play call? Like, what happened here? Or is he yelling at Tony? Tony was sitting on the bench with his eye, like looked like looked like he wanted to die. And I don't blame him because, yeah. like, that would be that's a shitty feeling. Like, you got you had the game winning play, and you were inside, and it's your fault. Yeah. Um. It's so tough. that's tough. To, that's tough to sit with. Like. You know, Godspeed, Kadarius. So he hasn't really had the best year. You think in that, like him coming into this team, 
he would have had the better opportunity to be more of an impact, but he's literally been more detrimental than anything. The Lions games, how many drop passes did he have, right? And mm-hmm. the Lions beat them in the opening week of the season. Now, granted, it's opening week. Everybody and everybody has bad games. I'm not just saying Kadarius Tony is the worst uh, wide receiver of all time. Have you seen um, uh, God, what's that guy's name from Detroit? Uh, not Joey. The fuck's his name? Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Thank you, Kenny Galladay. I want to keep on to say Joey Galladay. <laughs> Joey Galladay. Like, no, jo- Joey Gall- Galloway was a great wide receiver, but Kenny Galladay was a bust. Um. He had a couple good seasons where uh, struggling Matt Stafford heaved a ball deep downfield, and he just happened to find it, right? It was, it was one of those things. Um, but going into it, uh, to the presser, Patrick Mahomes made a comment. Now, Patrick Mahomes really doesn't ever talk about the refs ever. Um, and there's been instances this year where the refs, maybe some of the calls have been questionable, whatever, but he never blames the ref. He blames himself. He, he, he talks about how his team wants to be better. And this is one of the reasons why I really respect Patrick Mahomes, because even when they do lose, he takes ownership of it. You know, we got to move forward. Right. I got, I got to be better. I got to clean up some things like, you know, and I, and I respect the hell out of it. There's a lot of people in the league that talk like that. And um, it takes a lot because even if it's not your fault and if it was somebody else's fault, the reason why you lost that game and you want to just be like, my guy's an idiot. And he had a bad game, and he still doesn't say that. He says it's you know, this got to be better leader. We got to we got to work on this. There's stuff we got to do. Like he's very PR. He's polished. Well, not today or not during that press conference. Right. Anyway, he came unglued and he was he was irate over the fact that uh, that type of call could have uh, you know influenced or dictated the ending of that game. How do you feel about that press about his about his comments, Josh? you're right he's that's that's not typical Patrick Mahomes I I think everything of this season and the game itself and that was just that was just a tipping point that was where everything came to a head and he just released on the ref and he'll probably get a fine and he'll probably you know get a nice you know warning letter from the NFL as well it's just like but I don't you know it's tough because like first I thought it was a coach like we kind of talked about earlier I thought he was just lighting the coach up then, uh, then I, when I realized that you know there was a ref, I was like, oh shit. And Kadarius <laughs> Tony was, uh, you know, he's the Giants select. I think they select him like twentieth overall in the first round. No, and he was supposed to be that guy, and he hasn't been that guy that he was drafted to be. It, it it's just, I think the frustration of their offense, uh, the added, uh. Maybe the added publicity from Taylor Swift shining on all of this. Uh, their record at this point, where they eight and five or nine and five, they're, they're eight and five. Um, everything just seems to be piling up, and I think this was just the the one thing that kind of just you know made them boil over, and that you know I understand that. I'm not even upset with. Patrick Mahomes, because you know the dude never does this. He no. never lashes out like that. So I mean, I can't blame him. It's it's funny because when you hear his peers talk about him, you hear other people run the league and analysts talk about him. He's very um, he he's very studious, very respectful. Like he he's he's an all around good guy, right? 
And I know a lot of people, there's some people out there that hate him because the way he walks or, you know, the confidence that he exudes might even come off as arrogance. But like, like the dude is super talented, arguably maybe the best quarterback in the league, you know, year over year. And he's got two rings already. And he just, his career is, is one fourth of the way through. He's been to three Super Bowls and got two rings. Yeah. That's, those are pretty good stat lines. They're, most players play their entire career and never get a ring. Right? The Lions have never won a Super Bowl. Ever. And Patrick Mahomes is two more than the entire Lions history of the Super Bowl era. So, that's it's pretty admirable. Um, and there's probably a good chance, if as long as Kelsey stays put and they continue to build that team, you know, like they find players. They don't, I think... This year is a little weird because their offense doesn't seem to be clicking on all cylinders. And I think that's oh. part of the frustration is why Patrick Mahomes is kind of over, you know, the the, the cup overflowed right yeah. here. He burst at the seams. And this has been a long time coming. It just happened to be he frustrated. It was the refs on an uh, refs influence to call. Actually, I'm not even going to say the refs influence to call because it's incorrect. Kadarius Tony influenced the call. But the refs could have helped them out. Um, sorry, I got some burping going on here. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's just it's funny you mentioned Taylor Swift because there's a lot of conspiracy stuff going on with Terry, Taylor Swift right now. Listen, I'm just, I mean, I don't, I like I said, I don't know if that's the same, but like that's still added, added eyes and added, you know, stress of one because I think his wife's friends with taylor swift right so i don't know well it's funny because like i was just reading today some um i don't know it was a sports kita or one of those uh sports uh websites um one of the you know anyways they were talking about there there was a um some website posted that it's taylor swift is reportedly going to be taking steps back in her friendship with Brittany mahones Supposedly, oh, her, no. her cir- their circle or whatever, they all went out the other night. So, um, I forget. I know uh, Selena Gomez and Sophia Turner, or Sophie Turner, she's from Game of Thrones. She was uh, um, Sansa. Sansa, I have no idea. Um, you've never watched Game of Thrones? No. So, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, Sorry, because not it's shock factor here because I you you watch more stuff than I do, so I would imagine you would you've seen that, um, especially because I know you and Dylan are into Dungeons and Dragons and shit. I, this is right I would I would like to get into Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't got into it. I do like the like fantasy stuff, but like I've never watched like hmm, I'm trying to think of a series where I watched it. It kind of deals like I play Skyrim and Lord Elder of the Scrolls. Rings. I like like Lord of the Rings, but I don't know like the lore of the Lord of the Rings. I don't know the lore of it very much. The lore, yeah. When you get into like the history and like you know all that kind of stuff. Well, like Star Wars, like I get into Star Wars lore, right? Like I love. Okay, Star Wars Wars is a a great thing, obviously, not medieval. No, it's not medieval. Still fantasy though. Okay. So, anyway, back to that in a second. Um, supposedly, now this is all rumor and innuendo. It's not, and in the website, like I've never heard of this website before, so it's probably not even credible. 
and they're just regurgitating some shit because it's Taylor Swift and it's buzzworthy. Uh, supposedly she's dialing back because the last time they went out and the paparazzi surprised them and just happened to be where they were going, even though they were so covert about it. I'm just going to say right now, one second, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Raiders just scored again. It's 41 to nothing with 31 seconds to go in the second quarter. Holy shit. Brandon Staley might get fired at halftime. They, Yeah. I mean, you can argue it's like, well, you don't have anybody, but like, where's your defense at? You didn't lose defensive he's players. He's had no defensive players since he's been there. Like, he has no defense since he's, since he's took over the head coaching job. Direct Unbelievable. To Brandon Bolden, uh, deep pass to T. Tucker. You know, none of those people are getting Devontae. 42 Adams, he, to nothing. Devontae's got five catches for 73 yards now, though. That scares so he's me. Up, he's up to 12 uh, fantasy points. That's great. Um, but why is there four passing touchdowns by this third string quarterback, and none of them are to, to their best wide receiver? Trey Tucker has two of them. Three catch to fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, and that, and there he's averaging almost twenty yards each pass. That's pretty good. But um, I'm sorry he, to interrupt you like that. My apologies. No, no, you're good. That's it's it's interrupt worthy. Um, so supposedly Taylor's pissed because Brittany may have tipped off the paparazzi. Now for Brittany, the publicity is great, right? Where Taylor he obviously doesn't. Uh, yeah, but well, because she knows, like, once Taylor's gone, her limelight's gone too, especially because her boy's not the guy anymore, right? Um, well, at least in in today, in this current NFL climate, the the Chiefs' offense is not the forefront of conversations outside of this outburst that Mahomes had. But now that's all rumor and innuendo. That could be completely bullshit, and it probably is. But hey, here we go. That's something. And then the other. Uh, conspiracy theory is that so Al Michaels has been uh, removed from NBC um, playoff coverage. Really? Now, now, there's I, I don't have en- though. Th- thank you. So I was gonna say I don't have enough investigation knowledge into this concept, but the the thing I was reading today was speculating that uh, uh, Al Michaels had made some um, interesting comments about her. Uh, while during one of his broadcasts or multiple broadcast points or something like that mm-hmm. uh, this year, this season, since she's been relevant with Travis Kelsey. And uh, supposedly she had made a call to some people and got Al Michaels banned from playoff coverage going forward, considering that she's very much to potentially be a focal piece for the playoffs, um, considering that the Chiefs will make the playoffs and they very well might be, uh, there's a good chance they can, earn off you know a top seed position so regardless of all that whether that's all true or band. not either i don't know but it's kind of an interesting thing but that was my first question that's exactly what i said out loud when i read this article i was like he's fucking with he's on amazon prime he's not even on nbc yeah i know during playoff time they, they'll cross pollinate and stuff because once playoffs start prime's not gonna have a game right 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 they as of games. now they're not yeah, so like I get the sense like okay, his job with Prime is done. Uh, I'm sure he's got sort of non competes, but not, but you know, outside of availability, I'm sure he's fine at that point because we've seen people cross over before and things of that nature. Yeah. But who knows? Whatever. 
Al Michaels, you know, I'm going to kind of give it to Al Michaels a little bit here, though. Um, granted, he Thursday Night Football doesn't have the greatest of matchups usually. It's an interesting time. His partner and him don't have as good a chemistry as some of the other groups, some of the other pairings, right? I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they're not as, like, they're as much as Joe Buck and Troy Aikman annoy a lot of people, those two have good chemistry together, right? Yeah. Um, as much as Tony Romo and the jabroni he's with, um, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different dynamic, right? As much as I hate Chris, Con- oh, I don't hate Chris Collinsworth. I, I, I just, I'm tired of him. Um, but the Sunday night stuff, they're good. You know, I mean, yeah. he's with the goat. So, I mean, I don't see how he could. He could be that bad anyway. They got to oh. be okay. Um, speaking of which, did you want to apologize to anybody this, oh. this week on a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I just wanted to finish my thought there. But yeah, that's uh, those were Taylor Swift rumor innuendos. Um, Josh brings up a very good point. So my wife calls it like narcissistic, and it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I know that sometimes um, on these podcasts, I may indulge in too many drinks or I get really fired up about something and my brain, and we talked about this last week, that my mouth will work faster than my brain sometimes. Um, last week, I gave an FU to Matt Leinart and Matt Leinart doesn't deserve any bit of that FU um, to my knowledge. Now, if he, the, the reference point was to him speaking on TV about uh, before the decision came out about the, the the top four playoff seeds by the BCS, that he would kick FSU, might even be worthy to kick Washington based on performances and stuff down the stretch. And I had give a fuck you to him and called him a stupid idiot or whatever I call him, a dumb idiot, um, because he, he was saying these things. That was not even Matt Liner. This is where my brain and my mouth get me in trouble sometimes. That wasn't even Matt Liner. That was motherfucking Brady Quinn. And Brady Quinn in his Notre Dame dumbass face, whatever. I'm going to get uh, the, the FU that went to Matt Liner was supposed to be directed at Brady Quinn. He looks like he's like this GQ guy on TV with his bullshit and his mouth spitting about Florida State, Deuce, and whatever. He's like, bro, you played for an independent school. That plays a bunch of nobodies, maybe USC, Michigan State, if you're lucky. Like, shut up. It's your goofy f- ass attitude. Like, I, I don't have anything really good for him right now. I'm just trying to <laughs> put something together. Um, but the FU was supposed to be directed at Brady Quinn. And uh, because I had to listen to that nonsense on TV and I was just so fired up. And I'm just so used to seeing Matt Leinart in my brain on college football coverage. That it very well wasn't even the case here. It was very much Brady Quinn, and um, and yeah, and still, it still annoys me. Like I'm still heated about this uh, college football playoff debacle. I'm There's pretty sure. Jabra- yeah, I'm pretty sure that I think the Florida attorney's like trying to sue them. You know, it's funny because some of the stuff that we talked about on this podcast yeah. about like like them not even showing up. Like it canceled the bowl. Like these are actual things that are being discussed online right now. Yes. So we started it. 
Here we go. Keep it. This is why you tune into the All Bets Are Final podcast, folks. It's simply because when we bring the unsolicited sports opinions, there might be some merit to some of the things that we're saying. Um, I might fuck. I might fuck up the names, and I listen back to these episodes to see like where did I make mistakes and what do I have to clean up next week, and then I'll send a random text. <laughs> In the group chat, is like, remind me when we talked this week about my apologies to Matt Liner. Matt Liner, I am sorry. Now, if you went on record talking about FSU should be kicked out of the four that I'm unaware of, then there might be an FU coming to you um, for similar reasons. But this is it was supposed to be very much directed at uh, Brady Quinn's dumbass. And, um, you know, you went to Notre Dame. You're supposed to be smart, bro. You're supposed to be educated. You're supposed to be well-versed. And what you are is smelling your own dog shit. Sounds like sour grapes. Like, knock it off. Stop it. Stop it. You know, I hope Taylor Swift calls in a favor to that media source and tells them that we can't look at your doofy face anymore on TV. Stop it. Um. Anyways, <laughs> we're moving on. But, uh... Um, yeah, it's, but yeah, Florida state, you know, I hope they, I hope they boycott the bowl game. I hope they, um, throw it on purpose is what I hope they do. Let, let's put in like 10 stringers that we just found off the streets and and gave them walk on status or something and just put them out there against Georgia. Here go have some fun. You know, let's go right. let's go sign the Pee Wee team to play Georgia. Lose a thousand to nothing. Be like whatever and just have them sit on the sidelines like this the entire time. Um Jordan Travis and the coaches and everybody else just giving the finger through the entire all 60 minutes of it. Just go fuck them. Hook them. I I just been speaking random, long winded stuff, Josh. I'm gonna need you to. I yeah. So Florida State, if you're listening to us, uh, we still think that you should not go to the bowl game and say, you know what, pay back your sponsors because we ain't going. So if you're listening out there, we're on board with you. But uh <laughs> oh, I, I love your. Hold rant. on, I, I got another one here too. The well, there's an fu out there that I forgot to give as well. Okay, um, Her- Herb Street. Oh no, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself too, buddy. And you and your goofy, and your goofy fucking ties that you wear. And your, your stupid, stupid squinty looks because the sun's in your eyes when you're doing your broadcast. Stupid bullshit. Um, here's a quote. And this is on social media, on Twitter, in response to uh, why the Crimson Tide was voted in over Florida State. Because Alabama is better and better in all caps with multiple exclamation points, period, exclamation points. So is Texas, so is Michigan, so is Washington, so is Oregon, so is Georgia. I watch 10 to 15 games a week, live from September, early December. I think I'm allowed to have an opinion on who I think is better. Okay, 
That's fair. fair enough. That's his. Fair that's enough. his opinion. If FSU doesn't like it, the it is not the best for tell the conference commissioners to change the protocol to most deserving. Until then, I and everyone else is certainly. I and everyone else is certainly is allowed. That's got to be a grammatical mistake to give an opinion in a subjective discussion. Don't like it. Change it now. Okay. I guess I jumped out to an early FU before I read the whole thing. This is live and in person here, right? Um, It's still an FU because you're an idiot. You know, change your, change your opinion here, Kurt, you know, um, it's your opinion. You're entitled to it. That's fine. I'll respect that. But to tell me that because Alabama is better, Alabama probably is better. Alabama is probably better than the other three undefeated or two undefeated schools and the team that beat them. They just happen to lose to somebody. And it's not about better or worse at this point in time. It's about record. It's about wins and losses. We look at the NFL every week and I scratch our fucking heads how the Steelers got blown the hell out by the Patriots last week. Does that mean the Patriots are better than the Steelers? I would argue that the Steelers are obviously better, but I'm going to give the Patriots. Now, granted, the Patriots had a better record. They would get the nod, mm-hmm. even if they're the, the worst team. I'm looking at the playoffs right now, and I'm looking at uh, Pittsburgh is in the sixth seed if playoffs started today. The Colts are in the seventh seed, and behind them are the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Bills, all with the same record. Does that mean... The Bills are better, or can the Bills be better than Pittsburgh, but still be the eleventh seed? Absolutely. In fact, I truly believe the Bills are a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. But because they can't get their shit together during certain times, they have to eat that shit sandwich and should sit there at number eleven instead of being flushed ahead, you know, above the competition because we feel a certain way. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs at eight and five, they're leading over the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns. Sure, I could give them that. I almost think that Kansas City is still a better team than Miami in some respects. But guess what? Miami's the number two seed. Does that mean, even though Miami has a better record, that we should put Kansas City in front of them? No, because they have to eat that wins-loss shit sandwich like any other fucking team has to do. And I don't care about how good of a team Alabama is. They're probably going to run the fucking gauntlet and make the and make the BCS happy when we made the right decision, put the best team in. If you don't perform and earn it in the regular season, you shouldn't get to play for it at the end of the season. Postseason are for the teams that had their shit together when they needed to have their shit together at the time that they needed to do it by. Am I wrong in that statement? Because I feel like I'm right. Now, yeah. you, you know, that's my opinion. And Kurt and Brady have theirs. Their opinions smell like absolute dog shit. I like to think that mine, there's some logic and reasoning behind it. Um, because if, if wins and losses didn't matter, and it was based upon subjectiveness about who the better team is, maybe we would just throw everybody in the fucking hat and talk about them at random and say, you know what? There's that Hoboken team out of the East North Carolina Southern Rabbit Jack Jackrabbit team. Um, I forgot the name of their college, but you know they should be deserving a spot simply because they ran the floor. They ran the gauntlet. They beat every they beat every other imaginary school out there 
and they are the best one. Maybe we should give them the nod. But here we are talking about fucking Alabama because Alabama is where the money's at. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. We just have a a continuous tie. Everybody ties. Ties everywhere. And then we'll just give everybody some fucking participation trophy and be like, wins and losses don't matter. Here's your ribbon. Great job. Good job on the season. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, it just... Uh, I'll say it again. I think I'm pretty sure I sailed it, said it like three or four times last week, but like the the amount of damage this did to them, knowing that undefeated was not good enough in a Power 5 conference, you were not good enough. You are not good enough. At 13-0, and 0, you are not good enough to be in the playoff. Boggles my mind. It's not even I, just a power five. It's a power five that's scheduled two, that has two out of conference games every year. And both of those games this year happen to be SEC teams. And one of them was number five LSU to start the season. And yeah. guess who fucking wiped the floor with LSU? Florida State. Meanwhile, Alabama's playing Chippewa Falls, blah, 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 this, blah, blah. Oh, we, we'll throw an Auburn in there. We'll throw, we'll throw a, you know, Ole Miss in there. We'll throw a Tennessee in there. Um, Texas, you know, Texas should have never, Texas was not on anybody's radar this year at all. Yeah. And they earned, they earned the right to say that we beat Alabama and they were a one loss school and, uh, maybe, maybe just maybe earned the right to be in the top one, but they lost to an Oklahoma team that couldn't crack the top. That's not even in the top 10 consideration. Mm-hmm. And why are they getting in the nod? Guess who didn't lose this year? That was FSU. FSU. And they played just as many harder – they played more difficult ranked games than Texas did. But here we are. Um, here is the issue, though. Herb Street says, says he didn't hear from fans in 2000 when Miami was snubbed from playing in the BCS championship despite beating Florida State in the regular season. The Seminoles eventually lost Oklahoma in the title game. You were big fans of the turnout back then, of course, most of you in this despicable lunatic fringe, he said. Those would sound like fighting words. Lunatic fringe. They they don't don't sound very nice. This issue is far from over. The Florida, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody said she is launching an investigation in the college football playoff selection to see if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct oh for sure states exclusion from the playoff now but yeah but how can you prove it right yeah you you know listen listen oj's guiltier than shit but they you know they lost in court right um like oh the glove didn't fit that you know (laughs) we could talk we could do a whole (laughs) whole year episodic series on the fucking oj trial i've spent too many hours of my life i watched the whole thing back on court tv I've watched every documentary. I got. I went down this rabbit hole a couple years back on OJ. They they came out with a documentary where they, um, not documentary, but it was like a reenactment series where they had like John Travolta and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. played OG and all like whatever. They go through the whole trial, and 
it was good. It was, it was, I was really impressed with it. Um, but I was like, well, I want to go through back through and listen to this court case because it's a lot of shit they don't talk about in these things, mm-hmm. you know, like where did, where did things go wrong and how, and how they baited. Like, this is how smart Johnny Cochran and his staff were. We're going to have, we're going to, we can't make you put on the glove. Like it's not a good look for us to do that, but we're going to make them make you put on the glove. And then you're going to put on a fucking sideshow with like, this is all planned out in their minds. And they baited the fucking attorneys, the young, the young promising attorney that was on the prosecution to go against it. Even though the prosecution had already determined, we're not going to make him do that. Like it's going to be bad. And they fucking baited him anyway. And he did it. And he pushed it and it happened. And OJ's like, let me ask you this. Have you ever put on a glove before? Yes. Have you ever tried to put on a glove when you spread your fucking hand as big as you can? No. Okay. Um. So just just off the cuff, but this I'm is on live TV in front of a jury, and the jury's like, "Oh, it obviously doesn't fit his hand. He can't have done. It. Couldn't have done. It. Let's forget about the blood that was on his clothes in his car in his house. You know, it's funny because they're like, "Oh, they Paul planted it." Like the time frame of it all was very. I mean, anyways, that's a different story. Well, well, whatever. He got off because there were there were jurors uh, that were selected that had no anticipation of of it, it became a political. It's a it's more of a political stunt than anything. Um, and I get it. I do. I get why they were frustrated and they wanted to stick it to the man. Um, I'm not going to debate that. Um, but it's just one of those things, and these things happen, and um. Here's another quote. I have to give an opinion on who I think the four best teams are. I'm not on the committee. I don't vote. I watch games. I analyze teams and I give my take. That's it. Okay. Herb Street. You know what? I'm good with that. You know what? I will dial back some of the F you and just give you a screw you. How about that so far? We'll see if you earn better than that. And if I think I have an, if you think I have an agenda or a motive, I'm sorry you feel that way, but it's wrong. Okay. I didn't think you had a motive or whatever. I just think you were saying something dumb at the time because you wanted to uh, reply to a bunch of people that are coming at you sideways on social media, which happens. I get it. I can't imagine what it's like to be um, in that position to have people come at you like that because the people that come at me, um, it's very obvious out of love. Right. Yeah, they're, like they're the, we're all loved. But the emails and the and the DMs and the comments face to face and the phone calls that I get and the text messages I get from our listeners, um, it's very much out of love. At least I like to interpret it as such. I I don't come out sideways on them, especially not on in a public forum like 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 Twitter where there's millions of viewers watching me. Yep. I get on here and say, I love every one of you. And I challenge you to come at me sideways. And I'll love if you did. We hand out gold argue. stars of excellence. Yeah. On this. No Absolutely. other show does that. No, no, we don't. I love the sport and I care about it deeply and can't make everybody happy. Also agree with that. I ask questions of the commissioners in the off season to understand things clearly. Watch games and give my opinion. Okay. Sounds like he was trying to backpedal a little bit. Which, um, you know, for what he said, I would imagine that's probably the appropriate thing to do. Uh, so I'm not going to fault him on that. Uh, and I'm sorry I'm wrong. would have been even better. But here we are. 
We'll take half of a backhanded backpedal, you know. Um, but Kurt, you're not wrong. You do. Uh, you, it's your opinion, and it, you know, if Al, you think Alabama's a better team, which I, I think Alabama's the better team too. I'm not. I'm with you on that. I just think you can't. You you know you can't discriminate against a team. And I'm going to use the word discriminate. Can't discriminate against a team with a 13 and 0 record. It's a Power Five conference champion has played two out-of-pocket games with SEC schools and had a much more challenging uh, re- or uh, season path to 13-0 than maybe Alabama did at 11-1 or whatever, 11-1, right? 12-1. 12-1. Georgia was it. They lost to Texas. Yep. Now, the win over Georgia is super impressive. Super impressive. Yeah, I don't want to take that away. Like this, is not Alabama on Alabama by instruction. I'm just giving the committee a hard time and people who come in support of that because I have a microphone and I can fucking give my opinion on the people who give their opinions, and that's what we do here is unsolicited sports opinions. But know that our opinions are always better because if you listen to anything about the the game rundown, we make you money. When's the last time Kurt, Kurt Herb Street ever made you any money? Yeah. Even though our bets are unqualified. Damn it. Yeah. Anyways, um, That's my other rant. Sorry. Oh, crap. Devontae Adams just scored. Are you really? Hell yeah. Let's go. No, let's not go. Well, I have Devontae Adams in uh, the other league that I'm in the playoffs in, so I need Devontae Adams to score. There's, there's no – there's. am I wrong to say this? I'm going to say it. There's no way that Brandon Staley is coaching next week for the Chargers. There's no way. I mean, at this point in the season, they're probably going to let him run run the rest of the time out, finish the year. Because why? Where where are you going to get a coach like you're having interim coach the last three games? Yeah. I mean, right now they know that belt they're moving on from Belichick, right? The Patriots are moving on from Belichick, and he's still got one year left on his deal. They're moving on from Belichick. And they're going to let him finish. Grant is Belichick. You can't relieve Belichick halfway through the year. Staley doesn't have the notoriety that Belichick has, and but Staley needs to go. Yeah, I mean, like, why? This is this. If you're a Chargers fan, I'm sorry, man. This, this is an embarrassment. Forty nine to zero. There's ten minutes left in the third quarter. Yep, that's fucking incredible. There was a. Uh... I think Al Michaels said it tonight, or um, Kurt Herbstreet, one of the two, said it uh, tonight that Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams have only played together 9% of the time. You know, it, out of all of the snake, offensive snaps, that's kind of snake good. I know that they all, they're all tremendous players. And I don't know if it's how they're being used or if it's just like, unfortunately, they're the ones that have to suffer that. There's been a lot of injuries to key players in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then there's probably always injuries to key players. It's just, I don't tend to notice these as much because, um, but this year, a lot of these key players are my key players. So I tend to notice it more. Um, I, that's a crazy stat. So like it's almost like see this is this is exactly when we talked about these guaranteed contracts for the quarterbacks, this is the downfall to this now. They're married to 
they're 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 married to Herbert. Now, not to say yeah. that Herbert's a bad quarterback, because there's still a lot of professional analysts and non-professional analysts. Um, actually, can you really be a professional analyst? Aren't everybody just like anybody could be? Listen, well, anybody could be an analyst. We have a microphone. Um, yeah, you know, analyst, right? I've got a shirt yeah. from Pat McAfee that says I'm an analyst, so that's yeah. got to count for something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's it's wild to me because Herbert just got a monster deal, and in all honesty, like outside of his stats accolades, he looks like a Matt Stafford of the fucking AFC. They don't win anything. They have a shitty record year over year. They limped into the playoffs the one year, only get blown out in the first round. Well, they they. What was the second round? Second round. No, are you talking about the Chargers and the Jags? The Chargers, Chargers and the Jags. Yeah, they had they blew a they blew the big lead. They blew it. They did. They blew it. They blew it. That's all you could say. They they blew it. Which is typical Chargers. Yep. And it's very consistent. So we we watch Philip Rivers have two of the most unbelievable offensive players in the history of the NFL at uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and um, Antonio Gates simultaneously and blow it offensively. So um, sometimes it's just not in your cards, I guess. Maybe maybe they should have just been in Alabama and a Kurt Herb Street and they would have been just fine. Or maybe they should have been a Brady Quinn and just, and just fucking taken a knee to the greatest of all times. Hey, they scored. Again? Chargers scored. What was it, like a kick return? It was a quick score. No, the quarter of L, it was a pass. It looks like it was a, to Palmer. Oh, it was a blown coverage. Yeah, it was blown. I mean, it was like an 80-yard pass. It was blown coverage. Corner corner sat when he should have ran with him. Terrible. Anyways, yes. I, I listen. The way this game's going, the way they're looking, I would I don't to me Staley gets fired as soon as he gets off the plane back in LA. Hell, they might even they might even let him on the plane to get back to LA. They would say, "No, you rent a car, you drive back." That's mm-hmm. rough. <clears throat> yeah, very rough. That's rough. Oh, um, yeah, it's Staley's got to go. There's a bunch of people that got, I mean, Belichick in his time with I think New England has worn out his welcome, and, and like all the all the great ones have a fall. Right, Tom yes. Brady couldn't secure his his Super Bowl the last couple of years. Right, he he had his one with Tampa, but he couldn't he couldn't keep it going. He was also like sixty, so there's that. Um, you know the rest of the bigs also have their have their downfall. You look at Brett Favre. Um, he had so much of a downfall. He had to steal from poor people. You only have one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, just the one. I think he played in. He played in two. Two. It was, he won the one against the Patriots. Lost the one against Denver. Right. This one's for John. 
Yeah, you're right. He stole from allegedly stole from poor people. Didn't they prove that? Isn't it I don't not know. anymore? He I tried know, to sue everybody. Yeah, he's trying was, to sell everybody. But it, but he ended up dropping all those because he doesn't have a case. No, like they report the news. The news is that you stole money from somebody, and they have evidence of you doing so in text messages, and it's blue in the face, and they you know blah blah blah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's always a fall from grace. So we'll see. You know what we should get is the all bets or final podcast should be uh, sports analysts on TV because a it would be the most entertaining show on the network. Clicks we like to go over. We are global. We draw drawing global attention. Several countries. Um, I'm sure Kurt Herbstreit doesn't have as many, or Brady Quinn doesn't have as many global fans as we do. That might be a bet I'm willing to make. I would love to do a uh, video show live on something. Twitch, YouTube, something. You know, can I pivot to a completely off-topic conversation? You know what? Ben, this is our show. We can do what we want. You're right. Uh, Ford. We've talked extensively about my car on this on this thing about it. So I get a call. I get a call from... Uh, so my girl Raven over at Ford. Um, she's on their customer service uh, support team. And she's a fucking phenomenal. She calls me every three days, four days with an update on uh, the problem. So for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time and don't know, um, I bought a Explorer back in May. It died within three days. The electrical system just shut down while we were driving. I couldn't, like 110 degrees outside. I got my family in the car. It's Cinco de Mayo. The car is three days old in my possession. And um, electrical system goes down. I can't roll down the windows, can't turn on the air. That's an issue. Right, yep. health and safety of the occupants, whatever. So I take it back to the dealership. Dealership had it for like two and a half weeks, but I knew that my five days to return the vehicle, you know, was coming up. So before I let them service it, I said, I'm going to need it in writing that if you, if the, depending on the outcome of this uh, service adventure, if it exceeds that and I, and I don't want the vehicle because of the, the problems that are there with it, you're going to take it back for full refund. And okay. they signed on the GM or whatever signed off on it and whatever. Like that was a thing. I, I was like, no, you know, I respect that you're saying yes, but I'm going to need that in writing. So they did. And a good thing too, because they had it for two and a half weeks. My uh, service, that particular dealership service advice, service department, there is some quality control that needs to be going on from there because I maybe the only time I could ever talk to my rep, he would never call me. He would never return my calls. Um, they never give me an update on what what's going on with the vehicle. They're just like, oh, we need it for two days. And two days turned into two and a half weeks. Um, to tell me that, oh, you can come pick up your car. We couldn't we couldn't figure out what's wrong with it. Well, I'm not picking it up if it's broken. Like, why mm-hmm. would I do that? You know, just a whole thing. Um, a lot of that could have been mitigated had the guy called me. It's like, hey, you know, or shot. He could have just texted me if he didn't want to call me. Uh, yeah. No update yet. They're still trying to troubleshoot it. Great. That goes a long way. My girl Raven calls me every three or four days. Unasked, by the way. I did not ask for any of that treatment. They gave it to me. 
Um, I'm sure they do this with a lot of people because, you know, there's a lot of companies probably do this, you know, on purpose because they realize that not every car they make is going to be 100% amazing. So we get, we don't take the car back. I ask for my money back. They're like, well, would you look at a different car? And I said, well, yeah, because I need one. I gave you my car in a trade-in that was fully paid for and there was nothing wrong with it. And it was just a car versus an SUV. And I was upgrading because we're working on kid number two, wanted more storage capacity for strollers and shit, you know, all that stuff. So they're like, well, we can't sell you any Explorers because all of our Explorers are on recall and we got to send them back to Ford. Okay. So what can we look at? Let's go look at F-150s. Well, we don't have any available F-150s. We sold them all. Okay. Let's go look at the Edge. And so I test drove an Edge. I'm like, this is okay. Um, I ended up getting the base package, though, uh, model, because it was the only color. Hey, I I don't drive red cars. hate red cars. Mm -hmm. If you drive a red car out there, don't take it offensively. I just don't like the color red on a color. Simple as Mm -hmm. that. Um, and then they had old person, uh, like pearl white. It was like beige white. It was like an off white. Looked like it's like dirty white. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, that's not me. Mm. So unfortunately, the only edges that they had that were in a respectable color were the base models. Um, which living in Michigan and not having uh, the remote start is an interesting deal. But here we here we are. Um, so I was like, all right. So let me take this thing, write it up. I need a vehicle, and it's fine. I'm actually quite impressed how much cabin space there actually is in those edges. It, there's more uh, storage space in the in the trunk than there is in my Jeep, my Grand Cherokee. So, fair enough. Yes, I'm 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 not an all company car type of family. Okay. I like different different things. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, long story short, long story long, I should say. Um, they, you know, out of the blue, she was like, uh, hey, I just wanted to call and give you an update. The buyback team reached out to me and thought would be interested to buy back your car. Great. Is that something you'd be interested in? I said, absolutely. And they're like, just because you agreed to it doesn't now doesn't mean you actually have to go with through with it. They're going to get together their information and throw a couple offer, you know, an offer op- options with you. And then she goes, I could send you the details on on that as it progresses. But what will happen is they'll reach out to you directly. So somebody from Ford um, buyback team called me and uh, shout out to Brittany. And she was phenomenal. She's like, here's the deal. Uh, I just need to get some couple pieces of information about the vehicle and yourself. Uh, um, and then one of something will happen. They'll either offer you um, sort of some sort of settlement amount. Like a lemon law kind of thing. Yes. So they're, it's okay. through the Florida lemon law. Cause it was bought in Florida. Um, you buy back. Um, if you, if the vehicle is fixed and you want to keep the vehicle, they will negotiate, um, a price point with that. So I would imagine money off the top. Um, which is funny because in the middle of all this, the Ford dealership finally got the in floor in Florida. Because this has been going on since end of May or early June, mm-hmm. first week of June, with this Edge, the the Explorer. Well, I bought the Edge in May, but I didn't realize it was broken, and for for like a week until they're like, you need to do all the stuff with your app and all this other, and none of it worked. And they were like, oh, you know, after two and a half hours on the phone with Ford, they get an engineer on the phone. It's like, yeah, take it to a dealer. It's this, and they replaced that. What he suggested didn't fix the issue, and they figured out it was something else. And of course, it's like the only part on the vehicle they don't stock. 
so it's all special order. Okay. This is June. He's like, yeah, you should probably have it by the end of the month. Well, that was in June. We're in December. Still not fixed. And, um, but I live in Michigan now, so it's even more fun. So they deliver the part to the dealership in Florida. And the guy calls me. He's like, yeah, I got your part in. Uh, you find a dealer up by you and we'll ship it up there and, and you know, all that stuff. I was like, okay. But I'm in the middle of this buyback thing too. So I'm like, well, here it is. Um, we'll figure that out, you know. So she's like that, or we might, you know, take the car and then give you a heavily discounted option on a new vehicle. Well, the only thing I'm interested in the Ford right now is the F-150. So okay. if they want to have keep my business, which it's great. I actually told Raven that the other day. I said, you know, as much as I've trashed on Ford with my friends and family um, about my experiences with this vehicle and how everything played out with the dealership I bought it from. Um, I was ready to wash my hands with Ford, but because of how amazing you are, you might keep me, you know, I'm very intrigued now by this whole thing. And I love you for that. And thank you. Um, and I just, I just, the reason why I'm bringing it up is I, I saw an email from her supervisor, um, to thank me. I wanted to personally thank you for allowing Raven the opportunity to assist. Um, however, I hope she was able to provide you stuff and thank you for all your kind words and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, they actually listened to the the oh. recorded phone call i'm like that's good quality control all of a sudden ford is earning some brownie points in my life and i might stick with them if the price is right so we'll see what happens but um i've already got my next vehicle picked out that wasn't a ford um if this all falls through so we're we're good to go is it a would it be a ram it is it is that's a good a good pick so we went to test drove some rams uh, i fell in love with them when i went to the auto show to be honest um and uh and my buddy brian bought one in florida and it was like aftermarket pimped out from the dealership the black widow version or whatever mm. and his is super sweet and um but i really like that the f-150 xlts too you know mm-hmm. yeah uh i love my i love my gas powered cars yeah it's not a political statement that's just uh that's just uh i was gonna buy ford lightning but if i wanted to tow a boat with it i'd get 30 miles and then it would die so yeah and do, you know do that i i like not a political statement i like my gas powered v8s yeah i like the power if i want to buy a v8 i'm going to buy a v8 i want it to be a v8 listen well the, the flip side of that is if they produced a car that was electric that had the power and operational capacity of a v8 and the towing capacity of one of those vehicles and got me the same mileage or better. I'm in. You got me. Sign me up. But until then, if I got to tow a boat and you're only going to give me 20 miles before the whole fucking truck dies, that's not going to work out. I see the Ford Lightnings on the road. Sure, they get like 300, 400 miles and then you got to charge them. Tow something. They're not there yet. Granted, it's new technology. It takes time. It's like when you bought the first iPhone. Obviously, the new iPhone is way more superior than yes. than Gen 1. We get that. I get that. And I'm okay. I'll wait patiently. But until then, give me my guess. You know, some things don't work out that, that, that way. Like you look at the Xbox, the original one. Then you look at the 360. Regressed. It had Liter- li- Literally 
Well, wait, say that again. So the Xbox original one. Are you saying it was amazing? Well, they weren't plagued with the problems that the 360 had. Yeah, and those were design flaws, right? So they put yeah. that plastic coating around the around the whatever thing it was, and you get the three ring of death or the red ring of death. Well, the 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 clamp itself kind of it it bent the board so that it wasn't yeah. yeah. So the the other thing with that is uh, Microsoft also amazing at the time because I go online and I say you got the red ring of death, and they're like, okay, we're gonna send you you know we're gonna send you a box, put yep. it in the box. Ship it to Microsoft. Microsoft fixed it, shipped it back. I had it back in less than a week. Fixed. Didn't cost me a dime. Yeah. So I, my... I heard the horror stories about people paying for shipping. Maybe I just got lucky. I didn't have to pay for shipping during that. No, they, they, um, everyone, I've had three Red Rings of Death. All the same quadrants. Yes. So, like, uh, so I bought so it's one. A th- it's a three quadrant, right? So that it's was the three issue. red rings. There's well, there are three lights well, on the ring. Three lights. Yep. Yeah. And then the ring. Yep. Uh, so one was when I bought it, brought a brand new one. Then I don't know what I did with that one. I think it ended up having other issues. It was outside of the warranty. So then I, Bought a used one that had a red ring of death shortly after I bought that. And then I bought another one. Like it was like no, maybe only had two. Only had two red rings of death. Yeah, because oh. then I, I ended up being I ended up being done with them for a while and then I bought the black. Well they they re yeah, when they re released it in black, they changed they fixed the whole yeah. um, and then that was a yeah, that was because the my original one had component out with the hd like you could do either war mm. and then that was the one that had problem 20 gigabytes and then I, when i finally got the black one i had no other issues with it i still have that one it still works uh but you know shout out to you're right because microsoft did fix it and it didn't cost me anything that's good customer service and that's the type of things like you know it's almost an it's almost impractical to think that nothing is flawless anymore. I just expect that if if it breaks, if I if I'm going to invest a lot of money and effort and time, and it, and something breaks, I just expect you to do the right thing. We went to a restaurant tonight, and uh, you've seen the movie Waiting. No, Ryan Reynolds. No. Oh, you need to watch this movie. It's a dumb fucking movie, and it, and it's a, it's a stupid comedy, and it's goofy, but. Everybody and like maybe our listeners who have experience in this can can phone in on this or you know message us or email us at allbetsforfinalgmail.com. But in the movie, you know they they start in the, one of the opening sequences. They show that uh, you know they're, they're training a new person at the the restaurant, and they've got some really shitty customers, and they have they send food back. Mm-hmm. This is not what I wanted, or something. I forgot what the reason was. Well. They go back there, and the kitchen staff completely fucks with the meal. Spits in it, Ooh. puts, like, dandruff in there, step, throws it on the floor, like, steps on it, farts on it, like, a whole bunch of goofy shit. And then they zap it up in the microwave and reset it back up. 
and every one of my friends that have ever worked in food as a waiter that we've had this conversation, not everybody I know, but everybody I've talked to about this, mm-hmm. and it's been more than five, have all confirmed, and some of them work at restaurants like Applebee's and other chains or similar style restaurants. Um, all confirm that that's very much something that goes on. And it's really actually pretty disgusting, but fuck them customers. Oh, so what I never do is if I send food back for whatever reason, and I'm not, I'm not the person to, to do that a lot, but if I ever send food back, I'm good. I don't want anything new. Have a good day. Like I'll sit there and I'll wait for everybody else to finish. Leave. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit fucking subway or something on the way home. Jersey Mike's or whatever. Taco Bell. Um, I'm good. Because I will not do that. I will not be that. Because even when they send it back, and it's not a negative send back. Like listen, like the kitchen literally fucked something up. Like what happened tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm good. We uh we go to this place. It's right around the corner from my daughter's school. We pick her up. My mother's with us. And, um, because my father had a funeral tonight, he had to go to, so we're like, well, you come with us and then we'll stop and we'll grab dinner and then whatever. So we stop at this one place. Um, it's a, it's a a bar type restaurant. Like they're known for all their taps they have on, uh, or beers they have on tap or whatever, but it's also during happy hour where they have good deals. Um, I got a burger never had it. It's my second time dining there. The first time I bought a bunch of their half off appetizers during happy hour and they were good so i was like ah, let me get a burger today and everything there everything's from scratch right and they, they they pride themselves we make everything from scratch in our kitchen it's not a chain it's a local thing get get my burger take first bite it's fucking amazing mm-hmm. take my second bite and the entire inside of the burger is like raw Ooh. not rare it's fucking raw it's cold and it's soft meat. Like, it's not cooked. Noticeably different. Yes. So, it was so good that I literally ate around the perimeter. And still, like, and it's a half-pound patty, so it's, it's big, right? Which is part of the reason why it... And it came out rather, rather quickly, so that's that's probably part of the issue. But my mother's flatbread pizza came out, like, it took them forever to fucking bring that. Um, and it wasn't busy by any stretch of the matter. There were one of, like, maybe ten tables filled in there. Mm-hmm. And there was a handful of people at the bar. So it wasn't busy kitchen. I didn't even say it. didn't even make a stink about it. End of the meal, like my the half the burger sitting there. And I like I dug it open to see to make sure like I wasn't crazy. And I was like, all right, well, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to wait to have the conversation with the waitress when she's like, how did everything turn out? Everyone's good. Mine wasn't so bad or mine wasn't that good. Um, I don't even demand them to take it off the bill i know that they will yeah like if it's not to my superior liking right so i'm just like listen like i showed her the burger she goes oh that's not even cooked no it's not we, i can bring you another one no i'm good i'm good uh she's like you sure it's like i'll have another beer but i'm i'm good on the i'm good on the burger where i'm mostly full in it. i ate the onion rings they were Those good were good they were good. phenomenal fucking phenomenal handmade yeah my wife's uh food was amazing my mother's pizza was unbelievable they got Bryn mac and cheese and they brought you like an adult portion of mac and cheese like homemade style 
with the big noodles all that shit. Let's like she's not gonna eat any of that because it's too extravagant. Mm-hmm. I was expecting expecting to bring craft in a dish. But here we are. She's like, Oh, I can I can go talk to the kitchen. No, 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 you don't have to. We're good. Yeah. She comes with the tab, she comes with a brand new fucking burger and everything to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't open it. Probably not gonna eat it either. Yeah. Um, but they took it off the bill and I didn't have to ask for it and everything. Like they're they're awesome about it. But like that's happened before. And uh you know, that's that is where like I think the Midwest is a little superior than Florida. Because a similar thing happened. Uh we went to this bar in West Palm Beach on the main strip there in Clematis, which is if you're familiar with West Palm Beach, like that's the strip. And there's a bar there, and there's a very well-known FSU bar. So you go there on FSU games. The alumni association sets up shit there, and it's it's the place to go. They also have this uh, sandwich that's like the the bun. I'll have to look it up online and show you what it is, and I'll try yeah. to find the picture because I've ordered this before. Um. Uh, but like the bun patties are like grilled cheese sandwiches. And it's got like a pound of meat and ranch and chili cheese fries and all the like this whole thing. They call it the beast, the grease beast. Um, and one of my buddies did a bodybuilding show, and after a show, we went to Greece and he got that, and we all got it to, to support him and everything like that because we all trained with him. But he was just he's fucking just juiced out of his mind and in amazing shape, and needs like eighteen thousand calories like now. um but anyways uh betsy and i went there one night and we're sitting at the bar watching the fsu game and i order we ordered burgers because that's what they're known for and uh i get one and it's literally the same thing it's completely like ice cold on the inside like you stick your finger and i was like though this they just this is frozen they cooked it for three seconds and sent it out here so i show the show the bartender it's like this is for like the meat you touch it it's cold and she did and she's like oh my god that's ridiculous. So she takes it back, and I'm like, I don't want another one. They didn't bring me another one because I, at that point, like I'm like kind of sick to my stomach a little bit, like queasy. I'm like, no, I'm good. Well, I go to leave and pay the tab. They didn't fucking take it off the bill. I actually like, like, you know, and it wasn't just like, oh hey, uh, you know, I sent the burger back. I didn't eat it. Like, you know, the bill. Like, well, what do you mean you didn't eat it? Like, it was like a question at that point i'm like what no no no! you brought me a frozen raw burger i didn't eat it we sent it back you didn't bring me anything in return because i opted out i'm not paying for the burger and it was like a like a uh, it was back and forth yeah a little bit it wasn't like extensive it was just like Hmm. if you want me to pay anything on this tab you're going to fix this because I will leave right now and not pay anything if that's what you want. And they're like, oh, we'll take care of it for you. Okay. What? Like, come on now. Better than that. Bush League. Ben. I anyway, love, so that was like uh, that was like 25 minutes of I love bullshit. well, th- you know, it's not, you know, we're not just about sports. Although that is what we claim to be. But we're about real life. And we're about the stories we tell, the relationships that we build, and the fun that we have. 
and we talk like there's no one listening. And that's the great part about it. You know what nobody's listening to right now? The, the fact that the Raiders uh, scored again. Uh, John Jenkins had a 44-yard fumble recovery touchdown. 55, was it 55 or 56? 56, 56 to 7. There's no way that Staley coaches next week. He's done. There's no way. They can't do that. They can't, they can't, they can't have him coach the next week after this embarrassment. Holy yeah. moly. Well, holy moly. You want to run down next week's games? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So obviously we're skipping tonight's game. I would have picked the Chargers. Oh, I would have picked the Chargers to win. Yeah. Let's, like even without Herbert, I was like, they're, yeah, they're going to beat the Raiders, right? Um, been absolutely incorrect. Let me get a clean piece of paper here. Um, I love my legal pads. I don't know if anybody else is you legal pads. Shout out to the legal pad people in the world. Um, all right, so we need to go to the sports book FanDuel here. FanDuel is our preferred betting site. I will say it's the most user friendly out of all the ones I use. They are pretty good. I, I think they're far they're far superior. Shout out to you guys for being awesome. Okay. Um, well, the over under is 70 and a half. And the odds that they can hit that. It's in the third. There's 65 points on that. If another team scores a touchdown, it's that's it. That might be a bet to jump on right now. Um, it's plus 126. 126? Hmm. Hmm. Um, interesting, but anyways, uh, first up, I've got Minnesota versus the Bengals, and Minnesota is hmm. plus three. The over, oh no, is 40 and a half. The under, obviously, is 40 and a half, so it's 40 and a half on that. Um, they're in Cincinnati, okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half. The way that uh, Brownie's playing, whoosh. and uh, they just—I think what Dobbs is now relegated to the depth chart of third quarterback. Yep. And Mad- Madison is out. Uh, Jefferson hurt himself for first game back last week. I'm not sure yep. what yeah uh, what he the left injury the game. is. Yep, he's questionable. Give me Cincinnati minus three. I'm with you on that. And then we go on to Pittsburgh visiting the Colts. Uh, Pittsburgh is getting one and a half points. And the over-under is 42 and a half. Mm. Uh, Saturday game? Yeah, these are Saturday games. Uh, Saturday games. I'll take any minus one and a half. I like that as well. And then we're on to the Denver Broncos visiting your own Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions are favored. They're giving the Broncos four and a half points. I'm going to take the over. Over is 47 oh, the, oh, and a half. Over is 47. Sorry, I didn't even say that. Over is 47 and a half. Yeah. Um, what is that? It's a 25... It's a 23 game. I'm taking over. I like the over with you. I just don't know. Like, 
the Lions are going to be in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I, they should. Just, they should unless they lose out and, and all the. There's like uh, somebody posted today. I and I meant to share it with you guys, and it's my fault because I didn't save the picture either. But there's like 15 scenarios on how the Lions can clinch playoffs to, with tomorrow or with the games this weekend. So wow. it's like if they win and Seattle loses, then they're in. Or if they win or these like these two teams lose, and they're in. like every scenario possible. But there's like 15 roads to the Lions clinching the playoffs this weekend. Yeah. It's so, just their vision they're fighting for right now that's sealed. Yep. Up. Mm-hmm. Which I think one if they beat Minnesota, Minnesota loses this week. I think it, it might be clinched. They really just need to win one more game, I think. To clinch it, um, two solidifies it. But okay, um, moving on to Tampa, ver- visiting the Green Bay Packers, and they're a team who've been fucking hot. Green Bay is favored at three and a half, so they're giving Tampa plus three and a half, and the over under is forty one and a half. All right, I gotta find that game. Hold on, Let's see where is it at? There it is. Um, in Green Bay, at home. Uh, I believe both of the running backs are hurt for Green Bay. Dylan's broke his thumb or broke something on his hand. Uh, is yeah, Jones have, uh, J- James Robinson running or whatever? Has Jones like Jones healthy? has been out. Uh, give, mm, I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Really? Yes. Um, I'm liking the over. I'm also liking Green Bay uh, money line, but I think the better odds are with the over. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Green Bay money line. Sorry, and what was taking, that? I had to let Elvis out. You you're taking Tampa plus three and a half. I'm taking Green Bay money line. Already, let the New best York, man win. Yeah. So the New York Giants and, and Devito and his his uh, mob uh, agent. Have you seen these pictures? Oh my god! Uh, Freaking. Raiders just scored again. You're fucking kidding me. Another defensive touchdown. Oh, my God. Like, stop the game already. Just end it. 62-7 to right now. With 14 and a half minutes left in the fourth. That happened so closely that the um, app hasn't even updated yet. Was this a pick six? Oh, yeah. It was a screen to Eckler. Yeah. Oh, one-handed snag out of the air by the corner. Beautiful. Fucking Raiders defense. Wow. I should have taken that over. I should have jumped on it when I had the chance. Yep. Yep. Uh, Staley's gone. Has to be. He's done uh, tonight. Uh, all right. Uh, sorry. Um, what's the next game? <laughs> um, next game, 
for the New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints okay. in New Orleans. But Tommy DeVito and his and his Italian mob agent. Have you seen the pictures of his agent on the mm, sideline? No, I haven't. Dude, go to Google right now. Okay. Type in Tommy DeVito agent. And look at the first picture that shows up. Wow. See this dude in the black turtleneck with the yeah. pinstripe suit in the in the hat on total, the phone? Total mobster. Literally, like he is the best thing in the world right now in, <laughs> in New York Giants football. Uh, in is, that market. Yep. Which is hilarious. Uh, and supposedly he's from New Jersey, which makes it even more funny. Because uh, I know that's kind of like a thing. You know, New Jersey, you know, they Jersey, the Jersey people. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, uh, New Orleans is favored here. They're giving the Giants six points. Where are you going with this one? Over, over under is 39 and a half. Mm. Um, to be honest, I don't like any of it. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the over. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to go with the over under 39 and a half. Okay. Atlanta visiting the Carolina Panthers. As much as I would love to see Carolina beat them, I don't see that happening. Um, Atlanta's only favored by three. Five points off of takeaways tonight. Five takeaways, 35 points. It's got to be a record or something. Wow. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta minus three. Yeah, that's I'm I'm with you on that. Although the over under at 34 looks very attractive, but Atlanta's offense isn't like a 40 point team, so who knows. But I'll go Atlanta minus three. And then we go to the Houston Texans. Now, this is uh, C.J. Stroudless Texans, I think. Oh, he's in concussion protocol. That's right. Yeah, I don't know if he's cleared yet. Um, he may have by this by the time this airs. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to go with he's not playing. And I know they lost some other key offensive weapons last week. Uh, lost to Tennessee, who's off a hot win over Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, Houston is not Tennessee is favored here currently. Tennessee is by favored three? At, at yeah by three, which is interesting to me because if if Stroud has a chance, if Stroud plays, this is I think I got to take Houston right? right, but Tennessee fighting for their lives right now. Um, the over under is thirty seven and a half. That's a twenty to eighteen game. I, you're right because if if CJ that's the best thing. I don't want to take the over because I don't know if CJ is going to play. I don't want to take uh, the points because I don't know if CJ is going to play. Uh, I want to do a money line here, and I want to do. Uh. 
I don't like this game. I would probably do a money line Tennessee. Yeah. Will Levis, though, starting to make a comeback. Yeah, he looked pretty hot in the second half. Uh, but I just, there's just like, there's nothing about this game that, like, is really looking at, like, betting. Wise, because it's like you know, if CJ's not playing, then that's like that's how big of a a threat that the books are looking at. Yeah, and I don't know if like Levis is consistent or and or not. Henry is hasn't been the Henry of old, but then if like CJ plays, like that's a whole different thing. It's, Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I if I had to, if I had to choose, I'd probably just take. I'd probably take Tennessee money line just on what, what information I have right now, as of uh, yeah tonight. I like it. I'm in with you. Um, moving on to the Jets versus visiting the Dolphins. The Jets are. The underdogs by nine and a half points. It's a big one. Mm. Over under is 37 and a half. That's a 20 to 18 a game again. Um, This one's interesting because the Dolphins are highly favored. If you're going to bet, you either got to bet the Dolphins spread or you got to bet the over under. The way the Dolphins have been s- struggling against some of these weaker teams of late in terms of point differential. I mean, they lost to the Tennessee Titans last week. Um, yes. They lost it in, like, the fourth quarter. Like, that all went down in the second half, practically. Yep. Um, the Jets had a good win this week. Yep. Right? Um, they're still kind of hanging around in the ether a little bit. Is there a chance that the Jets can upset the Dolphins here? I I think after last week's performance by the Dolphins, I think they're I think I think uh, the Jets are going to get beaten up. Okay. Do you think they're going to be beaten up by nine and a half points or more? I think the over under is the play. Are they taking the over? Okay. What about you? I'm with you. That's what I was leaning towards. I don't know if. I feel like it's going to be a closer game than nine and a half points, but it's still not attractive enough for me to take. I was half tempted to bet the Jets money line, mm-hmm. just in hope of a hope of a payday there because it's pl- they're plus three sixty. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a I think over is the safe bet. Um, Chicago Bears at Cleveland Browns. I love the fact that the Cleveland Browns paid $250 million for a rapist. Um, and uh, Joe Flacco comes off the couch, and he's already been better than yes. than the rapist has been their entire time. And they're playing Flacco and half sandwiches and packs of cigarettes. So um, this is fucking phenomenal for the sport of football. I love it. Uh Chicago Bears are given two and a half points, uh, underdogs there. Only two and a half, and the over-under looking at 38 and a half. There's been some high-scoring uh, yeah. contests out there in Cleveland. 
of late. And the Bears have been finding the end zone. Yeah. I like the over in this one, Ben, honestly. I, I like the over, too. Next, we're going to the 4 o'clock games. Oh, no, one more in the 1 o'clock series, sorry. Kansas City Chiefs visiting the soon-to-be Belichickless Patriots. Uh, Patriots are favored to lose, so they're given an 8.5-point cushion. Um, the over-under is 37. I'm going to do a twofer here on this one, Ben. My twofer is uh, the over and Kansas City minus eight and a half. I like the over. Um, I also want to bet the the same reason why I bet the Jets is the same reason why I want to bet the Patriots. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I would roll the dice in the Jets before I would roll the dice in the Patriots this season. I'm just going to stick with the over. Um, Washington visiting the Los Angeles Rams. I need Washington to beat the Rams. You do, I do, but uh, Washington's only uh, is a six and a half point underdog over under is 50 and a half. Really, yeah, the Rams have been scoring a lot lately, and the Washington Commanders can find the end zone as well. And Brian Robinson Jr. is supposed to be making his return this week. So that might pick it up a bit. I personally don't like any of these numbers. Um, I'm going to go Washington six and a half. I need Washington to win. But I have to be fair and balanced and objective. That's my duty as a host on this show. What are you like, Brady Quinn or Herb, Herb Street or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I, uh, as much as it pains me uh, to say, I'm probably going to need to take uh, Moneyline Rams on this one. Um, San Francisco at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona are underdogs, of course, and they're given 12 and a half points. Ooh. Over under is 47 and a half. Yes. Boy, what was the. Uh, uh, I was should Let's see here. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. Hold I on. like the over. I was going to pick that too. But I wanted to see something real quick. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Baltimore visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Baltimore is favored. Even though they are the visiting team, they're favored by three and a half. Uh, over under is 42 and a half. Uh, 
Uh, give me the over. A lot of overs this week. A lot of overs. Um, both these teams can score. That's the thing, though. I think that's a safe bet. I'm going to take the two as much as I want to call Jacksonville money line. I think I will go. I think I'll go with the over. Um, Monday night it is Seattle mm. hosting the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Eagles are only a three point favorite. Yeah. Over under is 47 and a half. So that's a 24 to 23 game, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, hey. And I think Gino's expected to be back. Give me uh. You see Seahawks plus three. I'm going to take the Eagles minus three. Hmm. Maybe the best way in win. That's right. Awesome. Is that the last game? That is the last game. Oh, Jacksonville Sunday night. Nice. Go Jags. Devontae Adams is now over 100 points or 100 yards. And he has game. a touchdown, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a... That's not looking good for me. Well, Dylan's wife is out to an early lead on you. She's up 26.1 points. Ouch! I'm one player. She's now projected to beat you by a solid 20 points. That's nice, isn't it? But proje- I don't go based on projections because I'm always pro- I'm projected to win every week that I play in every mm-hmm. one of my leagues, and I don't. So fuck projections. La- last, like, so the other league that I won last year, that um same type of track history this this year with it uh good draft decent draft a lot of injuries out the gate um lose like the first three four weeks of the season and then slowly climb into the playoffs at a low seed and then get enough of the good waiver picks because you're at the bottom of the barrel getting first opportunity at waiver options and making some chicken salad out of chicken shit Mm mm-hmm so that's what we're doing this year in that league. Uh, like, so I'll give you my team, and you'll probably say, "Oh, it's not that bad, right?" Um, but it's not too many out of my my starting quarterbacks are, or starting running backs are Jerome Ford and Ty Chandler. Mm-hmm. Okay, this league I had Najee. I drafted Najee Harris. Um, my other running back was Nick Chubb. Yep. So. That's neither of them are in my starting lineup anymore. I'm running Jerome Ford and Ty Chandler this week. Um, oh, I also have Alexander Madison, who's hurt. So there's that. Um, Brock Purdy is my quarterback, though. And he is the replacement for, um, God, what quarterback did I draft in this league? Herbert in our league, Burrow and the league I commissioned. This league, I believe... I drafted Geno Smith. Mm. 
kind of let down. Yep. Um, so there's that. Uh, I got Puka Nakua in this league, though. That was a good mm-hmm. good pick, but I got him off of waivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, the Steelers defense, and Brandon Aubrey. It's my kicker. My kicker had 24 points last week. It's the reason why I won. Ooh. Good job on the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was great. I also have Najee Harris, DeAndre Hopkins, the Ravens defense, Taysom Hill, Josh Dobbs, Rashawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. So nothing super crazy. Um, I'm still kind of debating if I want to start Hopkins over Puka or Sutton, but I like both of their matchups. Yeah. So I like yeah. all their matchups, honestly. It's it feels one. feels good to be in the playoffs, doesn't it? It does. Feels, feels really good. Feels, feels really good. Well, uh, football is more still it's more important now still important yeah. i should uh, say yeah there's only a finite amount of weeks out of the year that's football well there's some games like i would never watch um chicago and the browns this time of year i have reason mm-hmm. to because i want to see my running back do good things and that's that that's that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben, before we finish up for tonight's, uh, this week's episode, what uh, anything else you want to kind of cover or not? I mean, there, I mean, we could talk about Draymond Green sucker punching a uh, player, backhand, spinning backhand, sm- smacking the dude in the face, mm-hmm. and then acting like, oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. So he's like, all of you people who know me would know that I wouldn't do that. No, we know that you would do that. Because it's just you doing that shit. Nobody else. Nobody else does that. You do that. And he's already been suspended once this year for bullshit conduct stuff. So uh, they suspended him indefinitely. I don't disagree, even though he's a Michigan State boy. And he is a multi-time NBA champion. He's got an attitude problem. He fucks up. Found around. Newton Jeans, the Lions, CJ Gardner Johnson has just been medically cleared to return. Uh-huh. This is a guy who t- tore his peck in the game against your Seattle Seahawks early in the season. That's a, uh, that's crazy. Um, Dan Campbell classifies him as one of the X Men. He's got these mutant genes because mm-hmm. he has healed extremely quickly. Him and John Cena must be cut from the same cloth. I love it. Let's go. Um, he's probably not going to be back for a couple of weeks. Um, they'll probably save him. If they can lock down the division and they can uh, get that done, they might even save him for playoffs, which is the smart thing to do, I think. Right. Um, or if you want to get him some reps that last game of the season or something just so he gets some experience, it's fine. But love that. Um. Uh, Shohei Otani, the multifaceted pitcher slash amazing hitter of the MLB, signs with um, signs with the LA Dodgers. Um, he's dodging questions about his Tommy John. 
He signed a 10-year, $700 million contract. And if I read Jeez. it correctly, he's getting paid $2 million a year for the first nine years, and then all the money is last year. But all the all, is is MLB all guaranteed money? Uh, not all guaranteed, but mostly. Yeah, a lot of these big players are getting nice fat contracts, make the roster play five games a year, get $20 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, which blows my mind that there's still that kind of money in baseball. Yeah. And then when you think about it, um, like there's no salary cap, right? So you can have your operating budget. Like there's four or five teams that run with billion dollar budgets, the Lions being one of them, uh, or Tigers being one of them. Um, for a long time, they were one of the highest paid teams in the league, but it's just a completely different sport uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to that in that aspect. But uh, it's wild. I just didn't realize there was still that kind of money there. But you know, if you play eighty-two home games and you're selling hot dogs at seven bucks a pop, and you're getting fifteen thousand people buying one hot dog. That's a good return on your investment. Your beer so, is $10 a pop. I think they're more than that now in some oh, cities. Nice. Yeah, there, there's your money right there. Yeah. Um, um, what else is going on around the wide worlds of sports? Uh, Staley's going to get fired. Yeah, he should. Bama hires ex U of M staffer ahead of the CFP. Probably is the oh. dude that, that gets the um sideline signs. Uh Jaguars, one of their employees embezzled like thirty million. Oh or has been and been stealing like like thirty million dollars. He's facing like thirty years in prison. Um smart. 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 Very smart. Um, it's smart until you get caught, you know, that kind of a thing. Yep. It's never legal till you get caught. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's all I really got. So, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. uh, gold star of excellence. Gold star of excellence is going to go to Raven over at Ford. I was going to mention that, but I wanted you to. Uh, to do it you know she's awesome shout out to her um brown star of excellence is brady quinn and kurt herbstreet brown star of of assholeness i don't know i don't i forgot what, how we coined it i think we but, did uh, uh, it's called we we the well the i think we call it the brown star of shame but uh, yes. that's still up to debate, I think. Maybe we need a new name for that. Maybe we should pull the people for it. Yeah. Send in your uh, your emails. All bets are final at gmail.com. Tell us what you'd want us to name the, the Brown Star, which is not the good one. The Gold Star is the good one. What would you like to call the Brown Star? But that's going to Brady Quinn. And our friend Kurt of the Herb Herb Streets. Of the Herb Streets. Herb at least provided some insight. He's right on some things. He does have an opinion. He's expected to provide it. Um, Alabama is the better team. However, however, 
the greatest team in the league is the Georgia Bulldogs. And they're not even in the playoffs. So your logic passes, surpasses me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. But anyways. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. All right. So uh, Raven of Ford customer service team. Uh, you can email us at allbetsofinal at gmail.com or go on our Facebook page at allbetsofinal at Facebook uh, and claim your gold star of excellence. It's, to my knowledge, no one has claimed their gold star of excellence. Uh, so you could be the first. The first person that's going to claim it's going to be amazing. And you got to tune into the whole episode to get it. Yeah, because it's at the end. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. it's in the middle. You never know. You have to listen to the you episode. You have to listen. That's right. You have to episode. Yeah, you have to listen to the episode. Uh, so, Ben, it's good to see you. Dylan, we hope you're doing great out there. We love you and we miss you. And uh, I hope everyone out there listening is, has a good week and good night. Good night. <laughs>